Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome to episode 15, I think, of Stay Sane with Jane. And today we're going to be talking to Claire Standen. So Claire is deeply passionate and enthusiastic coach devoted to helping women step into their most powerful and authentic selves. A sea swimmer like myself, wild woman and single mum of two, she has spent the last five years discovering what life looks like when you become unapologetically yourself. And spoiler alert, it is phenomenal. Welcome, Claire. Hi. So would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, about the sea swimmer, about the mum? Okay, yes. So, um, so yeah, I recently, well, actually, two years ago now, moved to live literally right beside the sea um, in a town in, Mon- in uh, Scotland called Montrose. And um, I've kind of discovered like a whole new level of life here. So just like the community that I've been looking for for a long time and access to the sea within like 10 minutes from my door. And um, it feels a little bit like the payoff for all the kind of inner work I've been doing for the last five years is that I actually have this life that just totally reflects what I love, which is um, connection, you know, deeply valuing connection. And as a single mum, having felt quite disconnected in uh, in parts of my life from support you know from um friendship that kind of drifted away when i became a single mom and also going on this kind of entrepreneurial journey which not everybody can relate to i think as well so i really am deeply creative i i've always said if i sat long enough in front of a doctor i'm sure that they would uh, diagnosed me with ADHD, you know, um, but I've really found so many different ways to work with that creativity and that tendency towards scattiness to just do all sorts of projects in my life, do all of the things that I love, not run out of energy, you know. Um, yeah, and it's it's hard to separate myself from everything that I've done in business because I feel pretty passionately that if it, if I'm getting it right, the two things are hard to separate. You know, it's like I I would not have the enthusiasm that I have for the work that I do if it wasn't if it didn't feel like a part of me. You know. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So I resonate with so much of this. I too moved to the seaside. I wasn't born in Bournemouth. I'm a South London girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and just 
yeah being by the sea and having a whole different um community and culture down here it's it's really i don't know opened me up and kind of embedded me into um the coastline i don't know do you feel the same yes i really do um you know yeah there's there's something about i i think the last time that i met such a diverse group of people that come together with a common kind of interest was at university so that's like you know 20 yeah. years ago and now i know all sorts of people and we love each other you know and yes. all that we really have in common is that we like to go and get in the north sea you know it's a bit mad really. yeah and i'm completely opposite end of the country so for for us our sea is probably quite a bit warmer than yours i don't know what's what's the temperature like up in scotland at the moment for the sea I want to say it's not quite reached its coldest. It's maybe nine, eight or nine degrees. Oh, okay. We're the I'm shocked. Okay. I yeah. thought it was going to be a lot colder up in Scotland. Um, but yeah, we're about the same, dipping to probably six in this month, February. Yeah. Yes. But yes. it's such a great community. And it's interesting oh. you you said about the different walks of life people because um I created this mindful meander like a group that walk talk dip and drink coffee or hot chocolate whatever afterwards and connect and we've got people from normally 30s to up to 80s sometimes um totally different walks of life um and different backgrounds but we all really just connect and like you say love each other and mm. have a really nice time together love it so tell me a little bit about um your business what you do now and how you got started right so I am it, it's hard to define but I call myself a coach most times I talk about what I do um I could also probably call myself a therapist because a lot of the work that I do involves helping people get over the trauma that they've experienced um I have had many careers in my lifetime starting with um a, I was a forester for a number of years I like that <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. But, so I did um, I did an ecology with forestry degree at Edinburgh University, moved to Scotland for that and have never moved away from Scotland. And I did that for a number of years. And then what happened is that my dad got um, incredibly ill. So he had his first stroke. And um, I'm somebody who, as I look back, has moved um has made big changes in response to big trauma <laughs> so so my dad had a, a, a stroke and there was just this knowing in me that if I continued in the government job that I was in with forestry which was working you know working in the kind of government forest service yeah that um I probably could go the same way as my dad you know work myself into the ground never give myself a rest and I kind of made the decision that that was not going to be my path and so I decided to do something that I was 
passionate about, which yeah. was train as a veterinary nurse. <laughs> I absolutely love dogs. Yeah. And I threw myself into that. I retrained as a veterinary nurse um, in 2010 and decided um, to really give that my all. And then I did that for eight years <laughs> until I had um, my kids and I was married by then. And um, when I became a single mum, it became very clear very quickly that a, a, a low paid work, you know, low paid job was never going to let me bust free <laughs> of yeah. the kind of poverty cycle. You know, I no matter even if I looked at some of the kind of better jobs available or better paid jobs available to veterinary nurses, there wasn't much that was really aspirational you know yes and also some you know it's it's a it, there's definitely a trap um be when you become a single mum because you you want to spend lots of time with your children um and often with well if you have a full-time job or a part-time job um pretty much all of your money goes on to childcare Yep. See, I was I'm a single mum too, and um I have been from the start. So it's always been just my money, just my time, just my mm -hmm. decisions. Um and when when you're in that situation, like you have no spare money. It's yeah. And I mm -hmm. remember working as a, a it was a good job, deputy manager in the London Ambulance Service. It was well paid. But I had no money. The mm. childcare fees and costs took everything. Yeah. It's like, how how can you do this? So you had the same sort of realisation. This yeah. is just not going to work for me. No. no. Um, and then what did you do going forwards? Well, I started getting what looked from the outside a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so there were there are some things I did that I still haven't like told my family that I did like yeah. um like I bought a uh, a sort of personal development aspirational course and when it translated from dollars to pounds I realized that I'd spent more than my monthly wage on this course oh yes and I I still remember that gut wrench feeling that I'd done something really stupid and really bad and really wrong. Do you know, it was yes. just that lack of trust in myself that I had in the early days, even though I was really starting to do something that these days I really value, which is following my intuition, you know? Yes. And so I, I bought a course like that. Um, I went to a uh, a hypnotherapist really build himself as but what he ended up doing with me was more like neuro-linguistic programming kind of coaching yeah and I, I had those three like it was literally three sessions with him and at the end of it I just felt like a completely different person I felt like all of the options had opened up to me and what my life might look like and 
once I'd sort of started making some moves, making some changes, not huge ones, but, you know, really like what had fundamentally changed was inside of me. And I thought this is, it felt a bit like magic, to be honest. And so I went back to the guy that had helped me and I said, um, I don't know what you did, but I, I, I'm a bit blown away by it. I don't, I, I, I can't really think of anything I'd like to do more in the world than help people in the way that you helped me. Yeah. And so can you recommend any courses that I could do, anyone that's teaching this stuff? Where do I go to learn it? You know, what do I need to do? And he said, well, hold your horses because I'm actually about to teach a series of courses on it. So if you want, you could be on those. And I was like, well, that's absolutely perfect you know yes so it, those courses were nlp neurolinguistic yeah. programming courses basically yeah and and a bit of hypnotherapy as well and i did every course that he offered across a couple of years uh-huh and doing all of that sort of inner work as it turned out to be just fired me up even more you know i was like right this is it this is what I want to be doing. You know, I want to do this with people for the rest of my life and get better and better at it so that I help more and more people more and more profoundly across time. And I've been doing that ever since with a few big leaps. So there was a point at which I had to recognise that spending all of my time earning very little money at work um, and, you know, if the kids got ill... I would have to take oh, a day a off nightmare, isn't and it? I'd have to go in on my Saturday. I wasn't getting really any free time, you know, to do anything. And I thought I'm going to have to take a real leap of faith here where even though I don't have any clients in the books because I don't have time to get any clients on the books, you know, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to just trust myself and take a leap and say, right, that's it. I'm going self-employed. I'm doing this no matter what it takes. And um, I did that in at the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. I was very lucky to get a self-employed contract. I think they're pretty much unheard of working for a charity doing what I do. Yes. But with, you know, with regular paid work, basically. Amazing. And I did that until the pandemic changed the dynamics a bit. And mm -hmm. I decided to really go, you know, actually self-employed and start getting my own clients um, for myself and stuff. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that's been my um, my journey. Uh, it, it started, I'm not sure if I said this at the beginning, it started because I um decided to separate from my husband and I basically realized that I didn't have any emotional regulation tools or coping strategies um and that I was gonna need them yes. <laughs> for everything that I wanted to achieve so yeah and I think it's so important um when we're bringing up children as well to know these coping uh, strategies and to be able to then teach them as well so they have more emotional integrity and structure and are just able to deal with life a little bit better than perhaps we were growing up yeah that's one yeah. of the things that I realized is that uh, without knowing it up until about well 
probably up until the age of 30, I was actually a really anxious person. Mm. You know, I had a lot of subtle fears operating under the surface that really drove my behavior. And it was, it had to be kind of subconscious work that got done there to unravel that stuff. Um, because I didn't really want to be scared all the time. I didn't want to live in fear. You know, I didn't want to have um, essentially like fear of poverty control me forevermore, you know, and, and it really was. It was that that story was playing out in my life. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very interesting um, kind of subject. And when all the people that I've interviewed to this day, um, well, so far, actually, they're all female. And we've all had one, several careers. And then we've landed um, in this space by doing self-development work and having therapy for ourselves yeah um and then thought wow this is absolutely amazing i need to train in this um so it's amazing that how many um females are out there that have lived so many different lives within this one life um and are kind of choosing their perhaps end career the longest career they have by giving back to the community raising vibrations um and generally helping people to let go of the fears phobias the subconscious programming um and start living the life of their dreams so it is really that ripple effect um going out and i can see the uh I can see kind of the structure just getting bigger and bigger and bigger so there's way more people now doing self-development work and taking therapies than there were 20 years ago 30 years ago yeah for sure and I'm really celebrating it <laughs> definitely yeah so if we were to work together what would that look like? What is a, a kind of client's journey for you right now? Mm. So um, I always have this awareness that when people look in from the outside at my journey over the last five years, for a lot of people, it can look quite scary. You know, there's a lot of change. And so I'm going to start the client journey with me way before somebody even reaches out to me because I put a lot out there on the internet. I'm um, radically honest, very vulnerable, and have been for a number of years now. And what I aim to achieve with that is like normalizing the human experience. You know, I yeah. really want to be speaking to those voices inside of people that are telling them that, that they're broken or, or wrong, you know, <laughs> or that... Yeah. Um, some something is di fundamentally different about them than other people and you know uh, the stories that they have about what's possible for them in their life and so I I've always shared stuff that I want to speak to that journey before people yeah. even contact me and even if I'm not the person that they ever go to in the end I'm very happy to have been part of their journey in that way now, if somebody comes and um, drops into my inbox and says, do you know what, Claire, I would actually really like to do some of this work that you've been talking about. 
I invite them to either a three month, a six month or a 12 month coaching journey with me. Most people initially start with like three months, you know, and usually it's because um, especially because a lot of the stuff that I put out there is about divorce and separation. Um, Often it's because the situation that they have with an ex-partner is basically making them ill and stressed and tired you know yeah and so what we work together on um in that context and and some of my clients are also not divorced or separated you know they just recognize that there's some mental freedom that they could be accessing that they are currently not accessing and so i bring a variety of tools and modalities that i've learned across the years which could be hypnotherapy um neurolinguistic programming processes uh trauma recovery skills um and i will invite them to any and all of those processes that will be the difference that make the difference right now Mm -hmm. and essentially what i'm looking to help this person create is more mental freedom <laughs> in themselves is freedom from fear yeah you know, and, and stress and overwhelm and um when I say in my bio that I'm like really enthusiastic I think that one of the things that um I bring for clients is this genuine knowing deep inside of me that we will always be bigger than any problem that they have and can bring to the sessions. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that deep down that like there is a solution, you know, and that we're going to find it together um, is I I kind of think of it as like a force of nature, you know, we kind of blast right through it. And so I've had a lot of feedback that the way that I work isn't as heavy as people expected you know fantastic yeah yeah given how um vulnerable I've been online I think sometimes people can assume it's going to be like difficult or gritty um but that you know we can always choose to bring humor and lightness into any moment and so I tend to bring that into our work um at the same time as acknowledging and honoring how you know, profound these things are for people that have lived in them across the years or that have happened to them across the years. So, yeah, working towards freedom and um, uh, and and actually enjoying their life, you know, thriving in it and having a life that reflects who and what they are as a person. Yeah, it's it's. Um... It's so important and it's such a joy to take clients on that journey. Um, And I often, you know, with my clients stay kind of connected on social media. Uh, Some of them become my friends. Um, You know, we are in the same sort of circles. Um, And it's so magical to see them taking different life choices and different steps that they would have before doing therapy, coaching, mentoring um, with you. It's such a magical process. Um, Have you got any, before we move on actually, Mm -hmm. have you got any um, kind of success stories? Like I, 
a lady popped into my head uh, just then and it was again it was a just a magical journey of somebody who came to me with deep trauma um and her abuse in her background and she was young she was still a teenager um and we worked through using EFT and uh, some other processes, access bars, which is access to consciousness and energy work. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the most magical things that I taught her was the Honopono Pono prayer. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah, and also can't say it too well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't say it. And I, I taught her that prayer at the end. Um, I didn't know it was going to be the end of us working together. But that was the bit of magic that um, absolutely transformed her life. I told her about the story behind it. Um, it's a Hawaiian prayer there uh, for those of you listening who haven't heard of it. Um, it's a Hawaiian prayer and it's basically translated. Um, I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry. And you repeat those sentences in different orders um, and the story behind it is a, a mental health doctor, it was a doctor, wasn't he? Um, yeah. yeah, years ago in Hawaii, uh, they were having a lot of problems with the mental health um, psych wards and things like that. And they were becoming too full and nobody wanted to work in this particular one because it was also a, a prison. And this guy came in and he came from a background of healers and uh, kind of, I suppose, shamans. And he started praying over every single inmate there. And he finished his work when there was basically nobody left in that psych ward. So I explained this, I told the story, I passed over the prayer and I said, you know, write the prayer in different orders and stick it on all the various doors or, you know, any anywhere, a wall in your, in your flat. And every time you go past it, say it. And that was it. She got off of her meds. She was never sectioned again. She moved house. She is having a lovely life with her kids, her new partner. Um, and it just absolutely transformed her life. And it's just amazing how you can pass mm. on like a little bit of, um, oh, what is it? It's a new skill, basically. Mm. You're passing on knowledge that can then have the ripple effect into other people's lives, whether it's the Honopono pair or EFT or CBT yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's ah, just just freaking love it <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, me too so so uh one of the things that blew me away when i was working in lockdown uh i i got a lot of people through the charity that i was working through who had basically reached absolute breaking point you know these mm. were people who would never have sought help were it not for this huge global you know crisis yeah. um that had really just pushed them absolutely to the edge and one of them whether it was because he didn't have the technology i'm not sure 
uh, but we ended up just working on the phone together. Now, up to that point, I'd always, uh, I'd mostly worked face to face with people and the pandemic had meant that that was a crossover to like video, you know? Yeah. So I was kind of learning that skill set, you know, more of, um, of how to effectively elicit change over <laughs> video calls. Yes. And then dropped into my lap this phone call with a guy, you know, who'd had huge amounts of trauma happen during his military career. And I just had this phone call to have with him. Now, where, as I remember now, to back to that phone call, what it feels like to me is that, like, the whole of the rest of the world stopped. Wow. Uh, actually, I could get quite emotional about it. He, yeah. You know, he had my full <laughs> attention. Yeah. And, and intention, I suppose, is probably one of the things, you know, with this work. is like we're incredibly passionate about helping the people who sit in front of us and ask for our help yeah and we spoke on the phone for I think 90 minutes or two hours that day and I did some stuff I didn't know if it would work over the phone you yeah. know but I led him through some processes mostly NLP and you know it, it was hypnotherapeutic to all intents and purposes yes what I was guiding him through and I I don't necessarily separate those two things NLP and hypnosis in my mind but um and he cried and he released and he you know came to new understandings about what had happened and why in his life mm -hmm. and himself as a person um and on the next call that we had he was you know he basically couldn't string a sentence he was just like I I don't know what you did you know I um <laughs> and and he was just full of gratitude for this yeah. opportunity to get rid of something that had been giving him um horrific nightmares ever since it happened and that he was free of after that you know yeah and just I think that's one of the most and there's another tiny little one which is where I did some integrative eye movement therapy with a veteran and he um had a story about himself which was not entirely <laughs> positive. Yeah. Like a statement about self, you know, and I did this little process and at the end of it, he laughed and I laughed and he said, uh, I said, how, how do you feel about that now? And he said, oh, what, what was it I said about myself? And I Fantastic. was like, well, if you can't remember, I'm certainly not bringing it back into the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you're free of it, you're free of it. You know, let's not go back there. So that kind of thing. It's just it's magical, magical, isn't it's it? It's magical. It's magical. I don't know why I would do anything other than this for the rest of my life. I love yeah. it. Ditto, ditto, ditto. <laughs> um, I, I, I hope more charities um, and the National Health Service bring in holistic therapies um and mindset work and coaching mm, mm. it is so powerful um it's life-changing it's absolutely life-changing mm. um and i know things did used to be available on the nhs and then there was a bit of a witch hunt god knows i think it was about 2011 that's when i qualified as a homeopath um right. 
And back then, there were there, all of the homeopathic hospitals around the UK were getting closed down. I think there's only one left, wow. um, which is in central London. Um, so, yeah, I just hope that as we're spreading this like wildfire, um, that charities and organisations like the NHS bring these back because it helps free people they're not dependent on uh, they're not dependent on other things really anything outside of themselves that's anything, what I, yes mm-hmm. yeah and it yes. just frees them and then has that ripple effect people in their lives are then free from that massive burden of living with somebody with trauma or mental mm. health problems or, or all of that yeah yeah oh sorry fantastic my dog's licking her paw and I'm hoping people won't be able to hear that on the audio (laughs) (laughs) I've got a dog and six puppies here and a cat trying to get in the window so I'm just like (laughs) please be quiet for the radio (laughs) (laughs) so have you got any advice or tips top tips for the audience things that they can implement for free today um things that are just easy Mm. okay so I one of my basic principles here is that like everything really that I have to offer is really easy (laughs) you know implementing it is not always simple (laughs) yeah do you know what I was just about to say these are really easy things to do but implementing them and consistency is the hard part it's the hard part and actually you know what one of the things that I've moved towards recently is recognizing that as a probably ADHD and definitely perimenopausal woman I am not consistent at all ever Mm. you know but I'm I bet you are I've just reframed what consistency means to me (laughs) so consistency for me is not every single day no because that's not going to happen in my life because I'm probably the same. Um, so consistency for me is like seven out of 10. That's the rule I live by. And that's what I teach. Like anybody that kind of comes into my circle, seven out of 10 is good enough. You know, if you meditate, I don't know, four times a week, mm-hmm. three times a week, that's seven out of 10. Brilliant. Keep going. Like perfection and 10 out of 10 is not reality. No, that's when we can just beat ourselves up about not being good enough, not being enough, 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 basically. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just reframed what consistency means. And that is seven out of 10. Mm. (laughs) And and let it be cyclical. So here are some things. Let, Let your life, let yourself be cyclical as you are nature. You know, we let nature be cyclical because we can't fight that. You know, it will happen anyway. And yet we fight the cyclical nature of ourselves all the time. And so, you know, when I sort of think about calling myself a sea swimmer and there are people who get in the sea every morning at 7 a.m. You know, they don't have two children to get to school. They don't have, you know, and I could, you know, there's there's a sort of toxic thing in the personal development around like excuses and like not giving yourself excuses and I think you know what some things are just circumstances of life right yes so I think that at the same time as 
understanding that there might be circumstantial things in your life that stop you from doing things a certain way don't let it stop you from doing it your way you know Mm -hmm. so if I don't get in the sea for three weeks I'm still a sea swimmer and the next chance I get I'll get in the sea you know but if I've got the kids for two weeks of the holidays and they don't want to go you know or they're not interested in watching me (laughs) go and dip myself in the sea yeah so um and and one of the things that I see a lot as a gap in, for example, spiritual circles, you know, is that we are humans with thought processes. Mm-hmm. And I think that as much as you might do spirit, spiritual work, you know, um, or energetic work, in any given moment, thoughts are going to be presenting themselves to you as a human. And the process of being able to relate to our thoughts differently is one of the most life-changing that's what I lean into in my work quite hard in myself and with my clients um and so to understand you're not your thoughts you know to understand that your emotions are actually a combination of body sensations which may be influenced by traumatic past events plus the meaning that you make in this moment of all of that um is genuinely paradigm shifting and life-changing and there are billions of free resources out there and so my piece of advice would be to follow your intuition in terms of finding something that's helpful to you deep dive into it learn about it implement it in your life don't let um this very natural especially in britain process of cynicism get in the way (laughs) you know see what experiences you can have with some idea that seems freeing and then and and implement it and see what happens you know get curious about life and um yourself yeah main thing love it thank you claire And do you have an offer for our audience today? I do. So I believe deeply in the power of connection and community. And so to that end, I provide um, monthly free women's circles, um, which you can find me talking about if you find me on social media channels or if you join my Facebook group which is called Grounded Feminine there's an invitation every month to those circles and when we sit in circle there I'm really just holding space for women to practice being more fully themselves and so my offer uh, whether they do it within that context or elsewhere is being more fully yourself unapologetically (laughs) and finding a space to do that, which I provide. Fantastic. And is this in person or online or both? So I do in-person women's circles in Montrose, where I live, um, every month as well. But this is, um, you know, for people listening who might be other places than anybody. I've had people tune in from lots of other countries actually at this point which is really exciting and um, so basically anybody anywhere online who wants to join me is very welcome 
Okay, and we're going to have details below. And if they're listening live on Mintwave Radio, um, how are they going to find that info? How are they going to be able to connect with you to jump on one of these women's circles? Okay, so my um, Facebook group is called Grounded Feminine and it has a little um, stars either end of the title so they can look up Grounded Feminine. And I've also linked to that from my website, which is www.clairestanden.com. Fantastic. It has been an absolute pleasure to connect with you and hear all about your business and the way you have transformed your own life and then having that ripple effect to transform so many other lives within the vicinity of both in person and online. It's been an absolute pleasure, Claire. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for speaking to me. And you can connect with Claire on Facebook or through her website. Um, Just Google uh, Claire Standen. um, And also, what's the Facebook group again? Grounded Feminine. Grounded Feminine. Thank you so much. We're going to say goodbye to you. And we are shifting over to the Minditation Sessions. going to be taking you through this week's Minditation session, which is my my little word, my coined phrase for a combination of mindfulness and meditation. So please get comfy. Today, as we've been talking a lot about um, NLP, hypnosis, emotional freedom technique on the Stay Sane with Jane radio show, um, we're going to be doing a meditation to help boost your brainwaves. So please only do this meditation session if you are able to fully relax, close your eyes safely, um, and just take a few moments with me. If you're driving a car or operating heavy machinery, perhaps just pop this on pause and just come back to it when you are in a place that you can truly relax. So to begin this meditation, please bring kind awareness to what boosting your brainwaves means to you. How do your belly, chest and head feel when you reflect on this topic? And what emotions do you associate with these visceral feelings. 
are there any positive or negative stories running in the background regarding this topic? Just remember that many other people around the world feel exactly the same as you. Bring awareness to how you can apply increased mindfulness to this area in your day-to-day life. So, let's begin. Boosting your brainwaves. In this exercise, I'll share the effect and the effectiveness of mindfulness on two of our brainwave frequencies. So stimulating a relaxing, calming, and even creative state of mind reducing the likelihood for headaches or migraines to strengthen anytime soon. Recent scientific studies behind mindfulness tells us amazing things about the brain. Numerous studies have demonstrated that mindfulness Meditation changes areas of the brain that are associated with memory, compassion, anxiety, stress, and fear. Using neuroimagery on the brain, recent research shows that mindfulness stimulates part of the brain responsible for reducing stress neurotransmitters. And when you meditate, you're generating higher alpha and theta brainwave signals, which helps stimulate the prefrontal cortex in the brain which improves your mood, decreases pain, insights, relaxation, and boosts the immune system. There's also an added plus that the alpha and theta waves are both associated with high levels of creativity intuition and insight. These side effects are a lot better than the side effects of opiates, right? So simply close your eyes, even when you're awake and not meditating, your brain slows down to the alpha cycle. Alpha brainwaves are associated with being in a relaxed and non-aroused state. This is why closing your eyes throughout the day 
instantly helps you feel more relaxed because it slows down your brain waves. Theta waves are associated with deeper levels of meditation. They can also produce feelings of relaxation, which are more intense than those experienced in alpha. So let's see if we can stimulate your alpha and theta brainwaves by doing a guided meditation. Close your eyes, feeling super relaxed and at ease. Focus on your breath, and feel that slowing down of the brain of the heart, of the whole self. Feeling waves of relaxation flow through the body and the mind. Remembering that when we meditate and practice mindfulness, we are generating higher alpha and theta brainwave cycles. They help stimulate prefrontal cortex in the brain, which improves mood, decreases pain, Insights, relaxation, and boosts the immune system. By simply closing your eyes and breathing, your brain slows down to be in a relaxed, non-aroused state of mind. This is a technique that you can use throughout your day. Logically knowing the science behind just taking a moment to close your eyes and breathe. Knowing that this is more powerful than opiates. This is boosting your brain waves, 
increasing your alpha and theta brain waves and helping your brain to slow down and relax. I invite you to take a deep breath and tense the whole body as you hold that breath in and then release and relax. Take a nice deep breath and hold and tense the whole body and release and relax. As I come back into the room, into the space, the physical space where you're at, allow yourself to look around mindfully, picking out different colours that are around you, different textures. My name is Jane Scanlon. Thank you so much for joining us for the Minditation sessions. You can also tune in to Stay Sane with Jane on Mint Wave Radio every Wednesday at 11am UK time. Stay Sane with Jane. The show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds. Bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane.